This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host Corliss is a modern day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it, my name is Corliss and I'm so glad you are here. I love hanging out with people who are motivated to be more and do more. It's exciting to be surrounded by positive people who want to grow and live to their full potential. I know that's you or you wouldn't have landed here. My goal in bringing you this podcast is to help you take control of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. Thank you for spending some time with me today. This episode is being brought to you by Lori Renton of LR Future. Do you ever wish that you had a healthier relationship with money? Are you clear on your personal values or how they affect your relationship with money? We cannot put a price on the love we have for a child or the feeling that we get when we see rays of sunshine piercing through the clouds. And even though prices signal value in the market system, they do not measure value in our human system. Your money follows your values. Lori is here to guide you on how to embrace the connection between your personal journey and your financial dreams, bringing your values and vision together. With Lori's values mapping system, you can become clearer on your own personal values and create a healthier relationship with money. Money and finances can be difficult subjects to talk about, but when you are clear on what you value, it opens up possibilities that may not have been visible before. Lori is here to help you through that process. Feel free to get in touch with Lori on LR Future Facebook page or contact her via email at lori at lrfuture.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at L-R-F-U-T-U-R-E dot com. This is episode 032, Breakthrough Boredom and Get Things Done with Kelsey Harrison. In today's conversation, we're talking about changing things up, getting creative, being organized, and taking the lead on your life through conscious choices. As creatures of habit, sometimes we do to just do. And before we know it, we fall into a pattern of monotony, feel in a rut, and don't know what to do about it. The trick is to interrupt the pattern, get curious, and change our habits. Even in this new normal we're trying to navigate, we can become complacent and fall into self-destructive patterns if we aren't careful. As the saying goes, the cure to boredom is curiosity and there is no cure for curiosity. I don't know what attracted you to this podcast, but I believe it's because you want to live a full and abundant life and breaking through boredom and getting things done is one of the ways to do that. I'm so glad you're here to listen today. Our guest is a small town Saskatchewan girl, a mom, a partner, 
a dog lover, and a serial entrepreneur who loves to travel with her family to exotic destinations. Kelsey has been an esthetician and makeup artist for more than 15 years. When COVID hit, she pivoted her services online where she now supports other entrepreneurs, even outside the beauty industry, find work-life balance and harmony in their lives. Her passion is branding through social media platforms where she creates personalized professional messaging for her clients, clients just like me. Before we dive into this interview, I want to remind you that boredom can be the birthplace for genius. This downtime you're having may be the exact thing that you need to tap into yours. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Good morning, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks for taking the time to to share with us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Are you? That's so good. So Kelsey and I have a neat story where we've reconnected and Kelsey and I are actually working a bit together and she's helping me with my business. She's just absolutely a brilliant human being and I'm so thrilled that she's here to share her expertise with all of you. Now, um, what I'm wondering is maybe you could give us just a little bit of a backstory on you know, who you are, what you do, and um, I guess give us the, all the details of Kelsey. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, my name is Kelsey Harrison. I, and I'm going to say something here. I think when we ask people to introduce themselves, we always start with what we do for a living. So, I'm really trying today to not start with that. And I think that that's a good challenge for people to think about as well, too. Um, But I'm a mom to a sweet little boy. His name is Auden, and he just turned three in October. And I'm expecting another little one soon here, late December, early January. Um, I'm engaged to a really supportive human being and we're getting married next year and I have been in the beauty industry and the spa industry for 15 years and that's been my main focus for my career and my path Um, but since COVID hit I've actually taken a bit of a pivot and I'm now focusing more on business mentoring and coaching and I really love the social media and the design aspects of business and so now I'm helping Um, other businesses kind of make their business successful and help them with different things along the way. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yes. And I'm so fortunate to be one of those businesses that you're helping with. She's very creative, very brilliant, very talented. So there's an endorsement for you, Kelsey, because it's absolute (laughs) truth. And I always speak praises when they're due and you, you definitely deserve it. That's for sure. Now, of course, today we're talking about breaking through boredom and getting things done. And you are obviously a busy lady doing all kinds of different things. And there's also the part uh, for many people, and I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, where now we're in a whole new world and we've got a lot of things that are restricting us from doing things that we normally do and we're finding ourselves with some more downtime. So what I thought I would do is just ask you to share how is it that you manage, you know, doing getting creative, I suppose. Like how is it that we manage all this extra downtime without just laying on the couch? Yeah, so it's a really tricky time. We have all of this downtime when we're used to being busy. But the cool thing is, I think, is that maybe before COVID, we were just busy to be busy. You know, like were those things really lighting us up inside or were they really making us excited and happy? Um, And so I think this has been a little silver lining with COVID, perhaps, that now we have this downtime and we can really choose what we're doing to fill up that time and it's more intentional whereas before I think it was just 
be busy to be busy. Um, and so I think just figuring out what really lights you up inside and what gets you excited. Like, what would you set your alarm for at 4 a.m. to wake up and do every morning, you know? Um, so whether that's, you know, starting a side business that you've always dreamed of or, you know, you've always been really crafty, but you haven't really had time to do that, you know, pull that craft out or pull that puzzle out. Um, whether it's, you know, spending more time with your kids or decluttering that closet, whatever it is that makes you happy, I think we should be filling our time with that. Oh my goodness. You just said some really big things there. So we were, <laughs> we were busy just to be busy. I think that's so true. Uh, if I could see the audience right now, I bet you there's a lot of hands going up because yeah. that really speaks to a lot of us. I think we were busy to be busy. I like how you said that. But the other thing is, is the creative ideas that you've given us here, you know, of what is it that you always wanted to do that you never had time to do because you were so busy. So now you have that time, really think about those things. So maybe we should talk about healthy activities versus just couch time. You know, what should yeah. you be doing? Yeah. And I think, I think probably finding balance is key, right? Each one of us is different. Some of us can sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix for six hours. And, you know, that makes us feel really good. And that's awesome. And then there's people like me who sit and say that they're going to watch Netflix. And then I'm actually on my phone doing work. Like that's just what lights me up. And I don't really love binge watching Netflix most of the time. Um, but I think the point is, is that each one of us is different. And I think it's important to listen to ourselves. We have this intuition and our body tells us when we just need to unwind and relax. So I think just listening to what it's telling us. So if you need to rest, then rest. And if you need to binge watch Netflix, then binge watch Netflix, right? But I think it's important not to feel guilty about your choices. I think we, as women, especially, we can feel guilty about everything we choose to do or not do. Um, so I think just the balance is key. So I think finding healthy activities, but also being okay with that couch time and that relaxation time. Mm, good point. Good point. You know, I felt that pang of guilt last night because I'm a lot like you. Probably most listeners are actually that even when I sit down to watch a show, I my mind doesn't shut down and I still am on my phone. And last night, Cole and I were going to watch a show together. We sat down and I looked over at the treadmill, which is across the family room from the TV. And I was like, you really should have done that today. And I went into this... <laughs> inward guilt. I was supposed to be my relaxed time. And instead I was sitting there with my phone, with the TV on, supposed to be enjoying time with my son, staring at the treadmill, feeling bad about the fact that I didn't do that. So we almost have that like inner turmoil, right? So how do we organize our time and our thoughts? Do we have to like disconnect completely, like put our phones away so that we're present or, or give us some insight on how you manage that? Yeah. So I've, to be honest, I've been really bad at this. I tend to always have my phone on me leading up till to these past few months until I made a change. And I think you can become really like you start to multitask too much, I think, and you're not really focused on anything. And the past few months I have really carved out time where I'm putting my phone on silent. So if I'm deciding to watch a show with my son or we're going to play together, I make sure that I turn my phone to silent so that I'm fully focused. And I find it just kind of helps your brain a little bit be more present. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I think do more things that, you know, you want to ignore your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Right? Like, the, what are those things? So what are they? And I think a lot of times we just fall into a pattern of how we always do things and it's not necessarily positive. And I know in my own experience, like, I don't really love it when I'm hanging out with someone that I love and care about. So my son, my boyfriend, my daughters, you know, when I'm doing that and they're on their phones, like I don't really care for that. And I don't really want to teach my my son, as an example, who's only 13, to always have to be on his phone. Like I'd like to teach him to be present, which means I have to do that by example. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think whatever it is that we're deciding to focus on at that time should be focused on at that time and it really does make a huge difference because you're fully present and you're enjoying that moment and then when you have to go back on your phone or do other things then you can do that at that time. Mm -hmm. So okay we're talking about breaking through boredom and I think because we have this extra time and we're not running all over the place right now and we've just got this still time that we just you know, fall into the pattern. And like you said, for some people, it might be good to that's total enjoyment to like sit and enjoy a movie or, you know, to binge watch a show or something. But perhaps the other side of that is that we're just doing to do like same as we were before pre COVID when we were running, 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 we were doing just to do and not really thinking about it. And I think in this conversation, I'd like to kind of challenge people to think outside of that. Don't do it just to do it, do it because you really want to, or get really creative with, with what you're doing, like very specific and conscious choices. So let's talk some creative ideas because I think when we fall into a pattern of the same old and same old and we start doing the same thing over and over again, we become habitual with it, we get bored with it, and we'd like to break through that. So what are some of the best ideas? Give us some ideas. Get those creative juices flowing for (laughs) us with what can we do, you know, creatively to change things up. Yeah. So I think, again, going back to something that lights you up and makes you happy. So we only have X amount of hours in the day or the week. And I think it's important to fill that up with something that makes us feel good. That's not draining. Right. So if we are actively choosing to say, I'm going to do this an hour every evening, you want to make sure that it's something that you love. So um, I think just finding a hobby and that's great. But then most of our listeners are probably thinking like, well, I don't really have a hobby or I'm not sure what I'm good at. Um, I think, and we had talked about this previously when we were chatting about this podcast episode, it's like, think back to when you were a kid, what did you love to do? Because I find every time I talk to my mother, or I think about what I love to do when I was in grade two or grade five, it always comes back that I still love those things. Like those things still make me really happy. Um, And you can probably think of something that you did when you were younger, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I really still enjoy doing that, you know? (laughs) Um, And so thinking back to when you were younger, what really lit you up? So maybe that's an idea to kind of find out what you're good at or what one of your hobbies could be. Um, I told myself I was going to take up cross-country skiing this winter or snowshoeing I think would be really cool Um, especially in the winter I think we all dread this the weather right we all complain about the weather but the reality is is most of us won't be going on a hot holiday this year so it's like we can either complain about the weather every day or we can embrace it and buy some really good winter boots and get outside right Um, so finding a hobby that gets you some fresh air, I think would be something really good too, for, for people to do. 
Mm, that's really good. I actually thought about digging out my fire pit. We had a big snowstorm here and I thought, oh, I wish I had taken my fire pit out before that happened because there's no reason that we can't have a fire and like be outside if it's not 40 below, right? Yeah, you could have hot cocoa and marshmallows and do the fun stuff. Like fires and bonfires are so fun in the wintertime, but it's just so cold here that we tend to just complain about how cold it is. But that would be amazing. Yeah, we also need our vitamin D. So we have to get that fresh air. So you're, you're, I'm actually challenging myself to think of different things from that I liked when I was a child um, or things that I haven't had time to do. Or things that I just naturally enjoy. As you're talking, I'm like, okay, Corliss, think of what are the things that you enjoy or have always wanted to do. So you said when you were in grade two, like the things when you were little that you always enjoyed. Can you give us an example of of the things you enjoy? Yeah, for sure. And this is like so outside the box. But when I was younger, I would go to my grandma and grandpa's every weekend. And my grandpa loved to just drive in the country. So he'd, you know, fill up his mug of, you know, tea and he'd always give me a juice box or whatever it was. And we'd go drive down the back roads and we'd always go look in old houses. And I still to this day am obsessed with abandoned houses. I actually purchased an abandoned house and we're renovating it and restoring it. Uh, that's how much I love it but every Sunday my entire family so Eric and Auden and I we pack up a coffee and we go on a Sunday drive and we still do it and it's like the happiest time of my week when we're just driving down a back road going wherever and I've done it since I was little with my grandpa so oh my gosh I love that so much it takes me back almost immediately to the Sunday drives although there was eight kids in my family (laughs) So you need a big van. We we had a big van and a lot of times even granny was there and, you know, um, aunts and uncles would come in a second. We were like a caravan and we'd have these vehicles full of children. But usually there was a lot of fighting and stuff, but still it was some of my best childhood memories. And somehow you just immediately I envisioned you and your, you, your husband and your son packed up and out on a drive. Who would even care about their phone or what was going on with work? So it's like a full-on disconnect. Yeah, doing something that you enjoy so much. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you for that. Now, as I'm sitting here thinking, okay, um, I could start doing some Sunday drives. We could start like adventuring a little bit. That would be good. Um, I yeah, Just last night, so it's Saturday today when we're um, recording this. And I know people are going to be listening to this at, you know, whatever day that they happen to be able to listen to it. But I'm bringing it up because uh, a Friday night we had um, pre-COVID, we had a dinner club and we used to get together on Fridays uh, once a month and we would get together and we'd have dinner together. Like there was just a few couples and I miss that so much, like seeing my friends and us getting together and enjoying a good meal and, you know, having some laughs and playing some games and stuff. And um, we can't do that right now. But just last night on the Friday night, Uh, one of the couples that we normally get together with started a group of the isolation challenge and we're all participating in it from our own homes and they started it with they're doing like handstands so so like they did a a video of each other hands doing handstand like a free handstand and then we all voted on it and then had to like do the video back of us doing it (laughs) so it just kind of created some fun and like it's like a Friday 
Friday night thing that we'll do once a month, you know, as an isolation challenge. So there's an idea for you as well. Plus that kind of got us active, got us up doing stuff and actually involved our kids because the kids are kind of cheering on. And it was super fun to like rib the fact that the husband was not as good as the wife and stuff. So poking (laughs) fun at that. So there's that ideas too. And you know, a long time ago, a long time ago when the paint nights were really popular, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. first came out and it's like everybody found out that they could paint, including myself. And I go to these paint classes and I just loved it so much. I couldn't believe how my brain just completely shut down, like just in the creative process of painting whatever image we were working on. So I, you know, shared that with my family and they ended up gifting me with a whole bunch of art supplies, like to paint at home. It's been packed in a closet downstairs like for probably almost two years I'm going to pull that out again because I remember that feeling of pure enjoyment of just sitting there creating and all I have to do is print a picture off the internet and be like okay try and recreate that right so that's one thing I'm going to take up too Yes, absolutely. And so many people probably listening are thinking, yes, I have that paint kit or that paint by number or that knitting I was going to take up. I have a bunch of yarn sitting, right? Or fabric in the basement or scrapbooking or whatever it is. But I think what holds us back is, oh, I'm not very good, (laughs) you know, but who cares? Like just paint, you know, paint anything, but you're right. It makes you feel amazing and it lights you up. And I think that's what we should be focusing our time on in this downtime. Yeah. And in my case, it helps me disconnect because I'm always like when you work from home and I'm sure anybody who's working from home is going to relate to this. And this is going to kind of lead us into what I'd like to talk about next. But when you work from home, work is always there. So you end up like logging way more time because it's like there's always that thing of work and you really never disconnect. At least when you were leaving the house to go to work, you left home at home and you went to work and you worked there. And then when you left work, you left work at work and you went at home. When everything is at home, it's so easy to just get caught up in the exact same thing. Like you're always working, you never really shut down. And that's what I like about painting because as I was painting, I found I just kind of got into that and I wasn't thinking about work or like heading into the office for a few minutes because I was really into finishing my project. So I think it's just a, a healthy thing. So to find that thing that you enjoy so much that you're not thinking about anything else. Absolutely. It might mean you need to try some new things too. Like perhaps there's some other things that you need to just try. Like maybe you enjoy doing puzzles. Maybe, oh, actually, I was just going to tell you, I kind of nerd out a little bit. (laughs) And I I love to learn. Like I am a freak with learning. Like the more I can learn, the better. So if you're like me and you really get excited and grounded with with learning, then maybe you want to actually take a course or or do something like that that you know you're learning that lights you up. So just think about that. I know you're in a Spanish class right now, right? Yeah, that's so true. I actually had it um, written down the other day when I was kind of making notes about this episode. I was like, yes, take an online class. You can learn absolutely everything online. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money that you spend. Sometimes you can just go on YouTube and learn to play the guitar or yeah, we're taking Spanish lessons every Friday night for when we can hot holiday again. So. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. See like things like that, like just get really creative and kind of challenge yourself to think of like, what else? What is it that I always love to do or 
before that I've never had time to do that I want to try. Maybe this is a good time for you to make a vision board. Like that's always really fun. It's like gives you a chance to dream about your future and kind of envision and cut out some images and just kind of, it's like a crafting activity really. So that could Mm -hmm. be fun too, right? Absolutely. And I think the vision board's a really good idea too, because we've kind of been caught up in what a year 2020 has been, but I think a lot of us are forgetting about what 2021 can be. And so I think now with this downtime and especially leading up to the crazy holiday season, it's a good time to kind of disconnect and reconnect with what 2021 is going to be like and what we want it to be like. Exactly. And I, but you know, I've been noticing because of course I have a vision board workshop coming up, the virtual vision board. And I just actually want to say this out loud because I've never done a virtual vision board. Every vision board workshop that I've ever done has been in person, people flipping through magazines, dreaming again. Well, obviously that's not a possibility right now. So as people were asking me and thinking about you know, the future and really trying to focus forward versus looking at the looking back. I was like, okay, they're asking me for a vision board. How can I possibly do this in a virtual space? So I share this with you now because I want to give you an example of like challenging yourself to think of how could this be possible in a different light, in a different way? How else could we do this? So um, as a matter of fact, I have one group from California that booked me to do a private one, like for their group. So there's a group of 12. I'm doing this. And last night I just sent them, or yesterday I sent them an email with, you know, here's how to get prepared. So They're kind of collecting some of their own images ahead of the workshop. They're getting their own supplies. Um, I'm going to be providing them with a, you know, kind of a form to dream again to, you know, kind of get them thinking and journaling about what it is that they want. So there is ways to do it. But the point of this is, is that you need to get, you know, start asking yourself, how is this possible? How can I do this in this new world that I'm living in right now? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So a lot of us are working from home and I was very shocked by the stats um, that the average homebound employee is logging three more hours per day than when they were at the office. Like, whoa, three extra hours. That totally makes sense to me as someone who works from home. And I don't think that's good. I think we need to have a healthy balance between work and home. So let's talk about, you know, being effective and getting things done in less time so that we're not actually always working. Yeah. And I think, I honestly think we have the ability to work less from home than we do if we were at the office working. Like, I truly think that that's a possibility. And I think that that's what we should be focusing towards, especially when you think about going into your workplace, you know, how many hours do we chit chat with our coworker, you know, at the water cooler or, you know, taking coffee breaks and all of this stuff. So I think it definitely is doable to work less from home. Um, I think the biggest thing is looking at your work week the week prior and really planning. I think planning is key. And I think writing down things, and we just talked about the vision board, I think visualizing what you want your work day to look like as well too, because when you start thinking about it, then you start creating it. And so I think how many hours do you want to be working? How many hours of sleep do you need? Like I think about this all the time, my week prior. So I am a type of person where I need at least seven hours of sleep. (laughs) Otherwise I'm not functioning properly. And it's okay to schedule in your sleep. If that's what you need to do to make it work, schedule in your sleep times and schedule in your work times. And then you start to, you know, fall into a perfect, you know, like a better pattern and you'll find that you'll be working less. 
Mm, good stuff. So I think the question here is really, like you said, the planning. But if we were to ask ourselves at the beginning of the week, planning it out, what would make you feel like your week was successful? So what did you accomplish? Yeah. What did you get done? And then break it down into every day. Every day you get up and you go, okay, my I want my week to look like this. This is what I want to accomplish this week. So what can I accomplish today that gets me closer to that? Is that a, a fair kind of summary? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Making a task list. I always make a task list and I have a little checkbox beside it. And there's something so satisfying for me to be able to check it off or to highlight it or to cross it off. And I think a lot of people operate that way as well too. And so make a list and prioritize and which things do you absolutely have to get done and which things, you know, will be okay if you have to push them to next week. Right. So really prioritizing and something I learned from one of my coaches that I wanted to share as well too, is when you're planning your week, you also need to think about what tasks you're doing because lots of our tasks in our work week, they take energy from us, but what are we doing to get energy back, right? So you're depleting your energy doing tasks for work, but you need to replenish them as well. So you really need to find that balance. And that has been the key for me in being successful each week lately is doing tasks mixed in there that are replenishing energy, not just taking away energy. Okay. Give us an example. I don't know that I'm following that. It sounds brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what are some of the things you're talking about that give energy back? Yeah. So, so things that I'll start with taking energy away. So my task list this week, I, um, you know, say I have to manage a social media account or I have to create a website. So those things are taking energy from me, right? So it's taking brain power, it's taking work. So my energy, instead of being at 100%, doing a website might take away 20% of my energy. So I'm down to 80. And so if I keep doing tasks that are depleting my energy, I'm going to end up at 0%, right? But if I can take 15 minutes and go for a walk outside and listen to my favorite podcast, or if I can go downstairs and make my favorite cup of coffee and just unwind and, you know, relax, then I'm replenishing my energy. So it's important to include those things in your day too. Does that make sense? It does actually. Oh my gosh. You know, you yeah. just reminded me of something that I've been doing because I find I've been logging. I mean, we're rebranding the entire company. There's so much content, so many things to develop. And I've been finding sometimes I can go six hours. It, like, I know I love what I do because I can go six hours and literally <laughs> go, oh my gosh, where'd the day go? Because I'm like right into it and love doing it, right? But what I've recognized is that it is energy draining. So I got a tip from someone that said, to set a timer on my phone to do a stretch break <laughs> and mm -hmm. just the act of stretching, getting up from my desk and doing a five minute stretch break is so powerful. Like it really does loosen things up. I haven't been sore at the end of the day because my neck isn't all tense and my shoulders or from sitting all day, you know, even that small stretch break brings energy back to me. So now I get what you're talking about there. Absolutely. Or if it's just like take 10 minutes and go pet your dog, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, or cuddle him. 
Um, but like anything that fills you up or replenishes your energy is important to include in your day. And I think when we were at work or in the office, we never really thought about things like that, but being at home, you're able to do more things. Um, or maybe it's, you know, you're going to take a 15 minute coffee break and read a chapter in your book. So that's replenishing your energy. So making sure that you're combining energy depleting tasks with energy fulfilling tasks and just including that and you'll find that you can work a lot better and more efficiently I find Mm. yes 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 okay so any other top tips for the self-employed entrepreneur the timer one was another tip that I had that you just shared setting a timer to do stretch breaks um, you can do that that's an amazing idea but I also like to set timers for my tasks so if I'm working on an email that I'm sending out for a client and I will, if it takes me about half an hour, I'm going to set a 30 minute timer and I'm going to get it done in that 30 minutes. And then my timer goes off and I'm moving on to another task because otherwise you'll have a bunch of tabs open. And then the next thing you know, you're scrolling through Facebook and you're doing something completely different. And I think that's where we lose our time. So if you can stay really focused with timers and getting the task fully done in that time with no other distractions, it makes a huge difference. Oh, you are talking to me right now. My most effective times, honest to goodness, my most effective times are when I literally eliminate all distractions. So Charlie, my puppy has already been walked and fed. He's taken care of. Everything's cleaned up. My phone is shut down and I'm like at the task at hand. Like, and I focus on it with no distractions until it's done. And I try to do that at 9 a.m. So 9 to 11 is my undistracted work time. And what I find is that at 11 o'clock, I am like so accomplished. I feel so good because I've already done everything I need to do for the day. Like my big project is completed. And then I just feel like I can just walk away and anything else that happens that day is a bonus, right? Absolutely. Yep. It's made such a huge difference for me with setting timers. It's incredible. I've been thinking about the long winter ahead and the uncertainty of how much or how little we'll be able to see people. And to be honest, I've been a little worried about that. Connection is important for our overall mental and emotional well-being, and it concerns me that we may be limited as to how much we can do that. I keep asking myself what I can do to help. No one knows exactly what's coming or how the coronavirus will limit us from having our usual in-person gatherings. But that doesn't mean that connection can't happen. As a matter of fact, I have personally made some of the most amazing friends through the online space over the past few years. And belonging to powerful communities can be a great way for you to connect with even a wider group of people who share your values, passions, and aspirations. I've made a decision to focus much of my energy on the Corliss Co. monthly membership community. It offers you access to the theme of the month, a live group coaching session with me, a worksheet to apply the teaching to your life, and an entire community of positive, inspiring people to support you. I have big plans for this group, and until the end of 2020, I've made it totally affordable for everyone at just $20 a month. It will be worth every dollar. Visit Corliss.ca to join the Corliss Co. Coaching and Connection community today. So, okay, you're doing all kinds of business. You still have your your aesthetics <laughs> business. I know you're working for me. I know you've got some other people that you're doing work for with their businesses. You've got your own social media, building website. I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff. And you're expecting, yeah. and you have a baby. <laughs> okay, so yeah. how do you manage home business family? 
Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people ask me every day, do you sleep? And I always laugh so hard and I'm like, yes, I sleep seven hours because I would be grouchy <laughs> if I didn't. Um, I'm not a vampire. I assure you, I do sleep. Um, I have a strong support system. I, Eric, my partner is absolutely amazing. Um, he's the grocery shopper and he cooks supper and all of those things. So it really, when you can eliminate things like that, and some of the listeners are probably rolling their eyes, hating me right now for saying that I don't have to ever cook supper. Um, but that allows me some extra time in my day. So I think having a really strong support system, and that does not mean having a spouse, you know, you can definitely be single and still have a really strong support system. I think whether it's your mom or a friend, you know, a network of women or a group of friends um, or having a mentor or a coach, I think anything like that can be a support system. But I think having a strong support system is absolutely key in managing all the crazy. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm going to just say this out loud because I feel it's important because not everybody will have that supportive, supportive family. Absolutely. And, and you know, like I am on my own. I mean, I have a support system, but I'm at like, I'm on my own. And what I find for myself is that if I you know, don't have people right here in my household that I can count on to do those things. Uh, some of the things I delegate, some of the things I hire out, like, I mean, I knew I needed help with my business. So I got you right. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, you may not have someone cooking you supper every day. That's, you know, not mostly what happens. I'm just very lucky. But yeah, that's exactly it. If you can look outside of your immediate household for support, there's always, you know, other women entrepreneurs, or there's other people going through the same thing as you, or there's mentors like you, right? Hire someone like you to help out. Um, And I think, yeah, delegating is key for sure. Mm-hmm. Also delegating for the moms in the house that are so used to doing everything themselves and you just, it's just quicker and easier. Now I'm, I'm sure someone's going to relate to this because that's how I tend to be. It's like, you know, I can just get it done quicker instead of teaching my son how to cook. I could just quickly cook it myself or, uh, you know, he's at school. So I'm going to just do the shoveling. And it's like, wait a second, Corliss, he is old enough to learn these things and you're teaching him valuable life skills. So I've even had to say to myself, wait, stop. It might take a little longer now, but in the long run, it's good for him and it's going to be good for you too, because I have him to count on. And, you know, he takes a lot of pride in me showing him how to do stuff as well. So, and helping out around home. So for the mom out there who is just, you know, used to taking it all on and doing it all, maybe stop for a second and think, is there anything that I could actually get my family to help with? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think too, I also another how I manage, I have a support system, but I also have a calendar (laughs) that has absolutely everything in it. If I see people who are like willy nilly not having a calendar, like it actually gives me an anxiety attack. (laughs) I'm like, how do you keep that all in your head and you forget where you're going? Like, I feel like it's impossible to not have a calendar, but that's just me. But my calendar, if you saw it, it's highlighted, you know, Corliss, your stuff is all blue and my other clients have pink and yellow and so it really keeps me on track so I think having a calendar whether it's for your household activities for your children you know having that up on the fridge whatever it is it kind of it takes it from your brain and swirling around in your brain stressing you out to paper and then you can just forget about it because it's on the paper and you know that you're gonna you know that it's there 
Okay. Like, wow. I didn't even know you were going to talk about this. I have oh, had, <laughs> yeah, I have had on my wall a whiteboard calendar since I think I became a mother 27 or 26 years ago. I can't remember how long it's been. But what we do is we have this blank calendar and every, at the beginning of every month, I write down like November as an example, and then we put in the dates and then there's a different color for each member of my family in a dry erase color. And I would literally write in the square, you know, on this day, this is where I am. And it was like a communication tool for our family. It got it out of my head. It kept us organized. Everybody knew what was going on for which person. Now, I mean, granted, we're in isolation in a lot of cases and things aren't as busy as they used to be. But it's still a system that we still are using just when it's just me and my son because I can glance at it and know exactly what I've got going on. I mean, I still have things organized in my phone, but that is almost like a communication tool for our family and it just, it works really well. Yeah. And you can even add your bills in there too, because we have, and especially again, as women, we're in charge of everything, it seems, or everything's on our plate, or we put everything on our plate and, you know, oh, we have this bill due, or we have to, you know, go and take our kids fundraising um, tickets in, whatever it is, just write everything down on the calendar. And then it's no longer in your brain stressing you out. And then it's easier to manage that way. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff, Kelsey. Okay. Um, I want to ask you the three closing questions, but I'm wondering if you could maybe offer up some suggestions to those who are feeling pretty overwhelmed in this time of change and uncertainty. It's, it's an interesting world right now. So any suggestions for those out there that are feeling that way? Yeah, I think... I think the biggest thing is not comparing yourself to others, you know, and especially with social media and the world that we're in today, it's really easy to see what other people are up to. And it's really easy to start comparing and thinking, well, she seems like she's having a great year and I'm sitting here feeling really crappy on the couch, not being able to get up and be motivated. But you never really know what those people are truly feeling social media can kind of be deceiving a little bit sometimes. And I think just keeping in mind that we're all experiencing different things and we all need different things. I don't need the same things that you need or our listeners need. Um, and so I think just keeping that in mind that we're all on our own journey. And I actually, I truly believe that when something happens, we have a choice to either embrace the change or not embrace the change but either way the change is happening right so COVID is happening whether we like it or not stores are closing whether we like it or not right now and so it's our choice whether to embrace that and find the silver lining in it and the positive things in it or to be really negative about it and to kind of get sucked into all of that negativity so I think it's our choice in how we accept the things that are happening around us right now and honestly, I look back in hindsight for every single thing, every hard moment in my life. And you can probably say the same thing because I have heard your story before a lot of times. And it's like the most uncertain times always lead us to a better place. And it's it doesn't matter what you believe in, if it's God or a higher power, or the universe, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But I think it's whatever your belief system is, it's that the world is making room it's pushing out bad energy that no longer serves you and it's making room for something else. That's my, that's how I feel about it. And I think we can all look back and see that our hardest moments lead us to better places. So mm. <sighs> I feel more peaceful just listening to you. Don't compare, <laughs> don't compare everybody. Yes. Don't compare. It's a, it's a, 
we're each on our own journey and protect your peace. I, I feel like we all have the opportunity to lead our lives. I mean, obviously that's my brand. That's what I talk about all the time. And part of that is protecting, you know, your inner peace. And if something is stressing you out, if something isn't working for you, if something is making you anxious, ask yourself what it is and then find a way to either minimize it or eliminate it. And, you know, that might mean surrounding yourself with nothing but positivity that might be learning to meditate you need to change things up if something isn't working for you make a change but don't make the change based on other people make the change based on yourself and how you feel and what's good for you absolutely I just did a post the other day it said that a lot of people in our circle aren't capable of believing in themselves and we put so much thought into what they think our decisions should be And, you know, sometimes those people aren't even capable of figuring it out for themselves. So why are we so concerned about what they think about us, you know? And it's like, we have to do things for us because at the end of the day, we're the only ones living it, right? We're the only ones feeling it and we're the only ones feeling good or bad about it. So we have to be comfortable with those decisions that we're making. Mm, You just, you just spoke fire there, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not literally, but I think the audience gets what (laughs) Guess what I mean? That's a that's a brilliant addition. Anything else you want to share before I ask you the three closing questions? No, I feel like we've covered so much. I hope that this has inspired some people to, you know, um, work a little bit less, find some things that they're really passionate about to find that hobby that lights them up and, and to move forward. I'm absolutely certain that it did. So if people want to connect with you, where do they find you? Yeah. So I'm always on Instagram. My Instagram is prairie.beauty. I'm always posting stories and kind of behind the scenes. And that's kind of where I put all of my thoughts out and is on Instagram. And uh, I'm also on Facebook as well, too. And I'm actually just starting up a podcast here. Um, I've just recorded my first episode and I'm waiting for approval. Um, So hopefully in the new year, and it's actually called the Mumpreneur Motivator. That's so exciting, which is exactly (laughs) why I wanted to have you on here today, because I am all about promoting people that I think are brilliant, and I certainly believe that you are, and I hope everybody gives it a listen for sure. Now, the three final closing questions. What does leadership mean to you? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) There's so many aspects of leadership. Um, I think with leadership, it's how you make people feel. I think when we think leadership, we think big CEO of a business. Um, But I think there's so much more to leadership than that, than just business. Um, You're a leader, whether you own a business or not, you're a leader in your family and you're a leader at your workplace. You're a leader when you go absolutely anywhere. It's how you make people feel. And I think, I think being a leader, you bring out the best in people. That's honestly how I can sum it up. I have had a lot of different bosses in my life and different leaders in my life. And the ones that really stand out to me, they made me realize that I had something in me that I didn't even realize I had. And those are the best leaders to me. Those are all the people that stand out to me as a good leader. Mm, Bring out the best in other people. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Now, if there was any, I know this is a hard question because I'm asking for just one, but usually (laughs) there is one book that was like a game changer or really relevant or earth shattering may helped you, you know, is there one book that you'd want to recommend 
to the audience today? Um, I love um, I love Brene Brown and Daring Greatly. Um, there's so many good things in there about being courageous and doing what you want to do for you. Um, so that's always a really, really good one. Ooh, giving me chills. Have you read it? <laughs> yes, I read it. And did you not know? Maybe yeah. you didn't even know that I am right now in the training oh, yes. process with Dare to Lead. So by the end of 2020, I will be able to train the Dare to Lead principles like through Brene Brown. So that's I, so right. I totally forgot that. Yeah, no, I, and I didn't. I didn't even say it for that reason. But that's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to be able to teach that work. And as I'm in this training program I'm like wow I am I have been like teaching this in my own life and living this for as long as I can remember and it's why my brand is is lead your life right because I really feel we all have the potential to lead it's just that the language and the systems and processes that Brene teaches I feel like I'm going to be taking this to a whole new level for people so very excited about that and yeah I, I kind of thought you forgot and earlier we were talking about pregnancy brain I had pregnancy <laughs> brain and I forgot stuff all the time with my last pregnancy so maybe that's why <laughs> yeah I totally I'm sitting here recording this and I have the book like in my hand right now because it's always beside me on my end table so just because I grab it and even just like seeing the title daring greatly across it's like always a reminder so I actually have it like in my hand right now so <laughs> awesome and you know speaking to the breakthrough boredom like this could be the thing maybe you maybe instead of just being like oh that book sounds interesting maybe what you want to do is is this is a creative idea for you is buy the book that you really have always wanted to read and read it like actually do it yes yes absolutely and then gift it to someone else after you're done <laughs> oh so good so good okay so the final closing question and this question is really just to gather the collective wisdom of people you know if you could summarize it in like one message based on all of the highs and all of the lows everything that you've been through in your life if you could only leave the world with one piece of advice what would you want to leave them with oh uh one piece <laughs> um I think if you want to do something, then you should do it right now. Um, I don't think that you should wait. I think the world needs whatever it is that you have for them, whatever your superpower is, whatever you're dreaming of or you're pondering. I think the world needs it. That's why it's it's in you. That's why it's stirring up things for you or it keeps popping up in your brain. Ooh, I should do this or I really would love to do that. It's because it's the world needing that, that talent and your passion and your energy um, so I think just stop making excuses. You have m way more to gain by going out there and trying it than you do to lose. So I think if you want something, do it now and don't wait. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Kelsey. It was just a true pleasure to interview you this way. No wonder I feel so connected to you. We're, we're, uh, we're aligned, that's for sure. So thank you again for sharing today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love that we got to connect on a different kind of level doing this because usually it's all about you know work which is great but this has been so nice to actually sit and chat about stuff so for sure take good care everyone bye if you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your instagram story or facebook tagging me at corliss co 
I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.